Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. Joining me on this emergency, Serge Ibaka leaves the Raptors for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I don't know what it is, man. Really, like, commiseration? I had to hit up my, my guy, Alex Wong, uh, Sergeant Baca-ologist. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up, man? Happy happy to chat with you. Not happy about the situation right now, though. No, man. Listen, this is uh, this is hidden. This is really hidden. Um, I mean, I, I there was obviously a very good chance that Serge could leave. Um, I just thought that the Raptors' one-year offer with a lot of money would have been too persuasive for him to leave but evidently Serge took a two-year 19 million dollar contract with the los angeles clippers which is the full mid-level it's way below what Serge is worth as a player in terms of his production um and yeah it just i mean whatever he can make all the choices he wants to i'm you know he has every right in the world to do that and i'm supporting Serge all the way but uh from the raptors perspective it just hurts because he just Pick the Clippers over the Raptors. And uh, I don't know, man. It's two years in a row. Yeah, two years in a row, man. We've lost a lot of good people to the Clippers. Um, you know, last year we lost Kawhi and Jeremy Castleberry. Uh, this year we lose Serge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the two years 19, I guess that's the exact same contract that Montrez Harrell signed with the Lakers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And from what I read, the second year for Serge is a player option. So he is probably, even if he stays with the Clippers, I assume he will just hit the free agency market again after this season uh, when he'll probably have more options. And I guess it just came down to the Raptors, probably offered him what everyone said was going to be some kind of one-year balloon deal to do. And Serge just decided that if he wasn't going to get a long-term deal here, he's going to go to the Clippers for this one year to try to win a championship and then figure it out again next summer. Um, yeah. I just, I didn't think Serge was in that phase where he had to ring chase, you know, because he's probably leaving a lot of money on the table to do this. Um, it's the whole situation. Yeah, I think it, he'll make it up next season though. I mean, he, he, he may or he may not. Right. Because if he wants to stay with the Clippers, for example, the Clippers don't have full bird rights on him. They're pretty much capped out. Like he would need to accept a lower salary. Now, Serge has made a lot of money throughout his career, so he's not like he's hurting. But uh, it is still a, a move financially that I think Serge took less money to win. Which, I maybe in retrospect, it's not as surprising because Serge is just that much of a consummate winner. You know, like he he is really all about winning, um, and and he showed that consistently throughout his career. But uh, yeah, damn. I mean, it, it's hitting hard mostly because a the Raptors really just you know, have a big need at center. Uh, and then B, because of who Serge was as a person, man, because you're not just losing Serge, you know, the guy who gives you 15 points, eight rebounds, you know, reliable finisher, can protect the the rim uh, and shoot the three decently. 
um, you're losing Serge the person. I think Serge the person and also all the memories that he gave us. Um, that's the part that is really hitting hard for me. What's like what's going through your mind right now as you watch, uh, you know, Mister Hunger? How hungry are you? Walk out the door. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't help but just compare it right away to when we heard the announcement of Kawhi going to the Clippers. Yeah. And obviously, if you're talking about on the court, you know, losing Kawhi is is a much bigger blow. But like you said, I think the surge one hurts more just because. In the greater context, Kawhi was here for one year, and that one year was magical. They won a championship, but Serge was here for a lot of the part of the journey, uh, mm-hmm. the journey of getting swept by the Cavs, getting the ball spun oh in his face God. by LeBron, right? Like he was there for that. <laughs> and I know this feels like ages ago because we've been able to celebrate a championship. And this past season, pandemic aside, was a really fun season. And Serge was there for all of that. You know, I don't think he really warmed up to either the media or the fans at the very beginning when he Mm. came here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after he did sign that contract to come back uh, with the Raptors after they traded for him, then I think he really settled in to Toronto. And and obviously, I'm sure we're going to go through all of the content that he's put together here in Toronto. And, and, you know, I think everyone listening knows uh, most of the highlights. And he, like you said, he just became such a locker room presence. And you heard the young guys and the vets talk about him in such glowing terms. And I think that's going to be a huge thing for the Clippers, unfortunately. I'm going to have to pretend next season to not see any Kawhi and Serge content that the Clippers are going to put out. You know, they already were doing stolen Valor stuff with the what to do baby stuff right when Kawhi signed. And now it's going to be, you know, even worse because Serge is there. So I'm sure they're going to milk the hell out of this Serge Kawhi reunion. And it's going to be tough to see. But I think it's good for the Clippers because by all the reports that came out at the end of the season, we saw that they weren't really a happy team. And it seemed like Paul George and Kawhi coming in really divided the group. And even though they're obviously signing Serge for what he's going to bring on the court, like you said, I think however much you care about the locker room stuff, Serge is going to be a huge boost for that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Serge is that kind of guy. Also, the Clippers have a, a ridiculous number of former Raptors, especially recent ones. Obviously, Kawhi and Serge, but uh, you also got Patrick Patterson and Lou Williams, the 2015 uh, Washington sweep specialists right there. So, um, yeah, it sucks, man. It, it really sucks. I mean, I, I don't really hate that it's the Clippers necessarily. I mean, I think Serge really just chose what he thought would be the best chance for him to win a championship. And he clearly felt that it was a better chance with the Clippers than with the Raptors. And quite honestly, it probably was a better chance with the Clippers than with the Raptors. I know it's hard to admit that. Uh, I would also love to continue signing the Clippers, but let's be real. Um, But yeah, no, I I mean, I agree with you, man. It hurts because of all the reasons. It hurts way more for me personally than just the off the court stuff. Because I remember, I, I mean, I remember 2017, I was doing the Raptors Republic podcast at that time. And I remember working the trade deadline and that's where the Raptors got Serge Ibaka for Terrence Ross and a pick. And I believe the pick was some random was used by the magic on some random European center who I don't know if he's actually played in the NBA. So basically Terrence Ross for Serge Ibaka. And I was thrilled because honestly, I was pretty tired of Terrence Ross at that point. And to get Serge was was going to be big because we wouldn't have to watch uh, as much Patrick Patterson. Um, we got P.J. Tucker as well. And I just remember being really excited about that run. You know, he came in, made an immediate impact. I remember that. Uh, obviously, the Raptors had some injuries, so they really needed Serge. He came up big in some of those games. I think he fought Robin Lopez right away. And anyway, so, you know, let's just go down, honestly, memory lane and just uh, commiserate over a lot of favorite things that we missed about Serge. Um, I have written down on a sheet of paper, just like off the top of my head, like 30 things that we're going to miss about Serge. So let's just go through the list, man. You ready? You ready to get real sad? Yeah, let's do, let, <laughs> let's do it, man. This is, so this is uh, 10 things, but expanded version or what's going on? Man? Yeah, no, this is uh, this is probably like 30 things. Um, <laughs> okay, so- let's let's make sure we do this for every single Raptors player from the championship team that leaves. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm, I'm going to prepare three things for Malcolm Miller. Um, Come on, man. No, it's got to be proportional, man. Come on, man. Let's do 300 things. You think I'm going to say Kyle, but let's do 300 things for Chris Boucher. Um, 
Wow, one for wow. each okay, RG. Let's see card. how it is. One for each you need, RG. Story. You need future starting center. <laughs> I was gonna say, bro, you can't sign on this man, man. He's gonna be playing. He's he's gonna be on the team. Yo, I see people on the timeline talking about bringing back Bebe and like Bismack, and I can't do that right now. Come on, man. Well, we we really don't need to do that. All right, we just we we don't need to do that. We we, we need. I know. I, look, the options are real that's dire. That's me. That's me collecting serve and waiting for those two for one Mister Sub coupons, oh, man. We can't. We cannot do that, man. We've been to Sugo together. You know, we can't take a step back. Bro, Sugo does not cost significantly more than Subway. <laughs> I'll just say that much. And it's the same It's the same bang for your buck. All right, I've painted myself into a corner. Let's do these 30 things. Yeah, all right. First one, because of the two of us, uh, Serge Ibaka's undying love and support for Rolson. Oh, my God. I didn't even remember. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, because I made a list, too. That didn't even come up. This wow. guy has put out... This guy has put up so much content. I don't remember. So there's the clip of Serge walking into Rolson and basically just greet, get, getting greeted like a pop star. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to what happened with you when we went there. Well, you know. Um, come on. Yeah. I, like I, had, I, had, I had home court advantage, like, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Serge basically was like the Rolson version of the 30-point comeback against the Mavs. No, but um, yeah, shout out to Rolson. I think that has to be number one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, I mean, Rolson may be, uh, I don't know, they may close Rolson because Toronto is mad expensive and kind of eats itself sometimes culturally. But uh, yeah, Serge did all he could to support Rolson, put Rolson on the map, did a video with the Rolson uh, waiters. So shout out, honestly, shout out Serge, man. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, he went to Rolson and he, he ordered fried rice and it would look to be like, um broccoli which was disappointing i mean i feel like there was better options there i'm not sure if he was actually going did for he, the did he order it with a side of a uh, runny did he order it with a side of runny eggs you think no that's uh no that come on that dish is money and it's it's from a different spot but uh yeah i mean listen search rolls on that's that's number one on my list number two on my list um the og ananobi well the, generally the og ananobi interactions you know that, that includes scarves that includes karaoke uh in the car um that includes you know just your general day-to-day um big brother little brother vibe you know i'm gonna miss og annoying surge and surge kind of playing into it you know what i mean it's it's kind of like me and you man yeah yeah but um 10 years 10 years of age difference um anyways (laughs) yeah you know it's a vince carter trey young situation over here um so i think um yeah, the, you got to give credit to Serge because he brought the best content in back-to-back years out of Kawhi and OG mm-hmm. and, and when literally no one else did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Serge, not not just a volume shooter in terms of content, uh, quality too, man. Every yes. single teammate that he teamed up with to create any video content, uh, it was money from like OG to Mark to when he did a whole thing with the bench mob. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah so, that's right he made so them all much. eat lamb brains yeah to jeremy yeah. lynn like it just like yeah. the list just goes on and on yeah no i mean uh, just a incredibly easy to get along with kind of guy and if the clippers have chemistry problems next year uh i, I might fight somebody in that locker room because how could you have a bad locker room with og or with a uh, with surge in it uh the third item i have on this list is uh fashion just just um Honestly, it's just you just never know because like once every six days, Serge will post himself wearing something wild, and it was just along this general theme of content. Because look, when you're supporting a basketball team, you're not just watching, you know, for the the wins and losses. Okay, it's also wins and lessons, and and the lessons are fashion lessons. That that's Serge his coach. Out, that's man. his coach now, by the way, Ty Lue. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, I, you weren't even going for that reference and uh yeah no that's that's his coach now yeah no no the fashion was great remember when this man what injury did he get in new orleans when him and kyle both got hurt early last season like he sprained his ankle or something and he was in a boot right yeah yeah Yeah, he twisted his ankle he was in a boot and he still like for the rest of the road trip was like showing out yeah like while dressed up in a boot and you know and then i remember because he took one of the captions that i used um on on oh oh oh, he posted it on instagram and this guy oh this podcast is about me bro and and this guy was so and speaking of him as a gracious content creator he like tagged me in it and it was like content courtesy of 
Oh, wow. Stephen LeBron. Like wow. this man knew how to tag and give credit. I mean, it was probably Jordy, but shout outs to Serge. But yeah, man, the fashion, like he changed the game here. I think he set the bar for a lot of other people because what other fashion moments do you remember? You know, I think that plane photo of the entire team wearing his scarf yeah. is going to be iconic forever. And he got us on ESPN more than, and he got us on ESPN more than Vince Carter, more than Kyle, more than Demar because of the scarf. Don't you yeah. remember Kendrick Perkins doing the whole scarf thing? Man, Kendrick Perkins already breathing heavy enough, man. You don't need the, you don't need a circle scarf to make you hot on the head. His head seems hot all the time. Um, number four on this list: uh, fighting people. Serge had this weird trait of always fighting people can we can we uh, let, let's try to do a little bit of trivia here can you name all the fights Serge Ibaka has been involved in as the Raptors yeah so Robin Lopez okay Robin Lopez mm-hmm. of course Marquise Chris yes of course am I missing <laughs> any more yes a few more come on man those are the two that I can think of those are the only two memes I use come on man. fighting there's the fight of him with squaring up with James Johnson and then realizing it was James Johnson oh, yeah. and then doing the Tyler Hansborough. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing the metal world piece right now. Uh, I forgot about that. That was early in his tenure here. Yep. Yep. Um, and then this is real niche, but in this past year in the NBA bubble restart, the Raptors played Portland in the uh, seeding game. No, no, no. In the scrimmage games. I remember and- <laughs> this. This got really contentious. <laughs> and then he got into it with Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> oh, yeah. That game was really heated for a scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So- yeah Shout out to Serge, man. He always stepped up. Like, he was ready anytime. I and- mean, too ready, yeah. I would feel like. I mean... It- <laughs> Just, but it wasn't like, but it wasn't like he ever did anything boneheaded in the playoffs that cost them. Is the thing, right? Absolutely, he's a disciplined man. He 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 picked his battles. Like we, I mean, we mean that battles literally. <laughs> he literally picked his battles. No, I just I just enjoyed someone having someone on the team who's willing to fight somebody, um, because it's just great content. Again, I, I didn't think Serge was going to hurt anybody. I didn't think he was really going to screw the Raptors up by getting suspended or anything like that. I mean, yeah, one or two game suspensions or whatever, but um, never in any sort of important moment, but uh, it was just pure, pure entertainment. You know, once in a while, he will just square up to Yusuf Nurkic in a game that does not matter whatsoever. Yo, with nobody around him. Game. Yo. Does anybody have a full video of that game? I want to rewatch that game. I remember the Portland bench talking so much trash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, like, it, it's, you're in Orlando, you're in Disneyland, playing games in, like, a bubble with nobody there, and virtual fans on a Zoom call, like, you, did you need to fight someone, but with Serge, the answer is always yes. Um, the next one, uh, the alley-oop to Matt Thomas, I thought this would be your number one, to be honest. Oh, man, this is, this is my wheelhouse. Yeah, man, and this goes to Serge. Just improving as a playmaker for real, man. Like Serge, he, he really did. Uh, he really did a lot during his time here. Do I still have to do propaganda for Serge on his way out? Because that's what I'm doing right now, I guess. I don't know, man. Are, are, are you writing for his next show, or what do you, what do you think? <laughs> no, that was that was a moment, man. Uh, that that was honestly a moment. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it was definitely a moment, man, and. Again, uh, probably the most unexpected play, um, except for Serge Ibaka's pull-up three over Ben Simmons, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals against Philadelphia. He was the second-leading scorer for the Raptors that night. Um, Kawhi obviously scored, I think, 37 points, something like that. But Serge had 17, including five three-pointers, which is uh, more than what Ben Simmons has made in his whole career. Um, and he just pulled up over Ben Simmons. I mean, like I, I was, I might've been more shocked about that going in than, than the Kawhi shot going in. I mean, Kawhi's pretty money in the mid range, man. Yeah, that one goes down in history and Serge was really good during that playoff run. You know, yeah. he had huge games in the Milwaukee series and in the finals as well. And you no, know, he just brought, he just brought a presence to the team, man. But yeah, I, I think years from now, when, when you play the clips, from that championship run, you know, every Raptors fan obviously going to remember 
Kawhi's shot, but man, Serge's shot is almost as sweet to like go back and look at. Just just the little pump fake that he gives, and the fact that he's right in front of his own bench. <laughs> yeah. No, man. Uh, it, it brings me so much joy just thinking about it because, um, as, as again, every single point in that in that game seven was was absolutely life or death. Uh, and to go to that box score, Serge Ibaka that night, twenty nine minutes plus twenty two. In a game that the Raptors won by two points, he was plus twenty-two. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, yeah, and then he hit three. Yeah, he hit three threes that night. Um, I, I always remember as five for some reason, but yeah, he had seventeen points. Kawhi had forty-one. Kyle ten. Pascal eleven. Mark seven. You know, like they needed Serge to score. Without some of those threes, Serge. Without that three over Ben Simmons, the 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 the, the shot doesn't even matter. So uh, there's that. Um, there's the multilingual press conferences where, you know, especially during the playoffs, you, you know, the NBA draws international media. So people from Spanish speaking countries, people from French speaking countries coming over to talk to Serge. And honestly, it just, I mean, obviously a lot of people speak multiple languages. You know, I speak multiple languages, but for Serge to speak four languages fluently and to dress the way Serge does, and then to like win an NBA playoff game and to become an NBA champion, and then just to casually flex like the fact that you speak four languages afterwards, it, immense respect, man. It was very, very cool, and I think it really fit into the multicultural vibe of the Raptors in general. Was yeah, I think that was part of his appeal for sure of mm-hmm. being in Toronto. And you know, we talk so much about some of these guys' stories, like Fred's story from being undrafted and where he is now. Like Serge has the most incredible story, and, and me and oh, you yeah. were both at the Serge Ibaka Foundation event yep. two years ago. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, watched his documentary. Um, mm-hmm. Anything is possible that told his story, but just hearing him tell the speech that day with some of his friends and some of the people that grew up with him and talking about his journey, it's just like one of the most emotional mm-hmm. things, you know, when you really think about where Serge came from to to where mm-hmm. he's at now. Um, speaking of where Serge came from, um, as you mentioned, he's been through the ups and downs with the Raptors. So that includes two sweeps by LeBron. Uh, he was there twice. Uh, once, the first time, LeBron spun the ball in his face and hit the, th- hit the three, which the context really matters because the Raptors made these trades to get Serge, to get PJ specifically to beat LeBron and for LeBron to look at our defensive stopper right in the eye and spin the ball. (laughs) It was very hurtful. And then the following season, arguably even worse because Serge gets benched, um, you know, and yeah, I mean, he gets benched because he's just getting dominated. I remember one point he was dribbling the ball and he got picked by Kyle Korver. Like, Oh man. (laughs) So the less said about that series, the better. There's just yeah. a lot to go through. You know, J.R. Smith shooting 73% oh from three. Um, you know, Serge will forever be immortalized standing on the bench in the background as LeBron went up to shoot that shot oh over my OG. Goodness, yep. Um, you can yep. see Serge's reaction like clearly because he was like standing, I think, almost near the scores table as it happened. And yeah, you know, he was through it, man. And I think that's what matters too. You know, like like the fact that he was here for this journey and he turned into just such a lovable guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where he falls in like the all time rankings in terms of fan favorites. Like he's got to be up there. Oh, he, he's definitely up there. I mean, I'm just looking at the reaction tonight. I mean, everybody loves Serge, universally beloved the Raptor. And you know what, what the last Raptors fans like sometimes, you know, we, we, we different opinions on this and that. And, and, you know, people get into their camps, you know, people hate on Fred, people hate on Norm, people hate on, Whoever, nobody really hated on Serge. I think everyone deep down loves having Serge Baca wearing the Raptor jersey. And it just sucks that he's no longer doing it. Um, what other things we have on here? Uh, I would basically just, this is an inside reporting kind of thing, but every time you would go to practice and Serge was scheduled to speak, this man would take like an extra hour and a half worth of jumpers right in front of the Raptors media scrum. And it was just like, yeah. You know what? Everyone else, yeah, okay, all right. The, the media's here. You're speaking today. You know the Raptors PR. You know just whisks you over. You come over. You speak. You leave in five minutes. Whatever. For Serge, he would just make everyone wait like two hours, bro. <laughs> and just and this be was money on on every jumper <laughs> and every shot that he took. This guy in practice would not miss. This wasn't just practice too, right? Like after games. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. It, it would always take him an hour. And, 
and you know, this is not to make him look bad. I mean, he had a post game routine, just like he had a practice routine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He had to, you know, um, you know, get whatever he had to do post game. I mean, he had a post game routine, but like, yeah, yeah man, search is a very shower. Yeah, an hour long shower, uh, maybe a massage. But Serge had a has a he's a very meticulous guy, right? He's mm-hmm. got a routine. Yeah. And you know what? It works for him. Of course. Yeah. Also, Serge is worth waiting two hours for, man. He's gonna give you something good. So Yeah, no, Serge Serge turned into a great quote. And you know, you mentioned the all the content he put up. I don't know if you're gonna mention the pandemic content, like right when oh, the pandemic yeah, hit and the season right. was suspended. This guy, to, this guy, yeah, this guy cleared out sport check and got all the workout equipment at home mm-hmm. and just started posting daily content. And that was at a point when nobody knew what to do because sports yep. just shut down entirely. And this was like obviously a huge shock to the system for everybody's day to day life. And I felt like this just seeing those videos of Surge mm-hmm. and then he would go on Instagram live and like Damar would tap in. Fred yep. would tap in and he would like talk to the guys like mm-hmm. that was really great. I think for the fan base and he didn't have to do that. I mean, I'm sure part of him was a little bored to himself because oh, yeah, he yeah. was just stuck in his condo, but you talk about providing content at a crucial time. I mean, he did that right off the bat after mm-hmm. the season was suspended. Yeah, no, he was giving daily tips. Like uh, he loves drinking. <laughs> Some uh, of the tips was pretty funny though. It was just like, make sure you hydrate. <laughs> Yo, he was honestly uh, towards the end. He was running out of ideas, man. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like running back during the offseason. Like he was he was borderline <laughs> pretending to be <laughs> uh, Lewis Atzman. Um, <laughs> I don't know why oh. Lewis is the one that we we always go to, but you know, uh, yeah, it's just some, the most extreme one, man. You know, listen, so, salute, salute all the running back watch uh, viewers who, who who stuck with us through that we, we appreciate you that yo, was, that was... Back, co- coming back soon man stay coming yeah season two yeah that's right that's that's we should we should say that right now um but no that was that was us getting the ball spun in our face was uh <laughs> we spun the ball in our own face <laughs> yo which there was nothing was going that? on bro <laughs> there's nothing going on okay what do you want from us well, um, I don't think you should complain. I was the one coming up with the episode outlines, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was reaching. Now, legit, all I was doing was trying to figure out uh, what new headwear I was going to do because I I shifted through like five different. We phases. simulated the whole playoffs, man. <laughs> Remember, I was reading you game recaps oh, yeah. of the Raptors Bucks. Yeah, you were you were showing me uh, Raptors Magic uh, box scores, and I was like, no, "This is ridiculous, bro! I don't want to see no hypothetical Raptors Magic." Um, what else? I, I really respected the fact that Serge like put on for his culture as much as he did. Um, I mean, obviously, every year in the summertime, I mean, when there's no COVID and stuff, he goes home to Congo, to Brazzaville, and like, you know, he, he, the, the documentaries and all the stuff that he does there, charity, stuff like that, that's all fantastic. Um, but even when he was in Toronto and stuff, like, you know, one of the first videos I feel like that really gave you a sense of who Serge was, was he did this video with, uh, with Vice Sports. And he and he he talked about how you know Bismack had this place uh, where he got Congolese food. Um, oh man, what's her, what's the name? What's the what's the person's place? I think Mama Yvette's or something like that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know that 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 was a big clip that went out there, and I think it has like a couple of hundred million, not a hundred million, but like a couple of million views uh, on Twitter and so they are on YouTube and. I mean, it's just Serge is really, you know, represented. And that's really cool, man. He, he introduced us to a lot of stuff like like him and uh, him and OJ and Obi in the, in the car singing, um, you know, Yvonne Chaka Chaka. And I was like, I didn't know who that was before. And, you know, I now know who that is and occasionally listen to uh, Yvonne Chaka Chaka when I want to get some you know, vibes in my life. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm saying, really. I just, I appreciate it, Serge, man. I learned a lot about, uh, you know, Congolese culture. Yeah, I guess. And, and even, even, you know, aside from all the viral content that he gave us from How Hungry Are You? You know, if you watch the episodes, like he would be very conscious of talking about his background. And, and that was part of why he wanted to do the show because food was such an important thing to him. And, mm-hmm. you know, to the extent where he was able to, like he did want the viewers to know a little bit about you know the food that he would eat growing up and what kind of environment he grew up in and 
and all that stuff. And you talk about Rosan too. And, you know, he always tells the story of having to, to go to the restaurant at night, you know, when he was a kid to just beg for food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him, like Rosan is something that feels him in terms of full and the people are kind there. And you talked about the fried rice order. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, I don't know, man. Listen, I'm really gonna miss Serge, man. Damn. Now he's <laughs> just gonna go. Now he's just gonna go to the Clippers and fight Marcus Morris for the starting lineup spot. Like, come on, man. He's just gonna fight Marcus Morris just because. And honestly, Marcus Morris, he had it coming. Um, yeah. By the way, that that restaurant is uh, My Eve Grill, which is in I believe in Ajax. But I they came to Toronto for this um, little festival um, near somewhere yeah in toronto and i remember going and i remember going to that her stand um and eating some of the food and i remember talking to her and i asked i was like you, you know I, you know i i know about you from sarge's video and she's like oh so many people have come to me and talked to me about that like i mean she's like literally hundreds of people have come to her and told her that so the fact that even just a small thing like because serge made this video about his own culture um and that brought so much business to a local you know um restaurateur that that's that's fantastic, man. Uh, I love I love search for that, and I really respected that. Um, another one on the list. I don't know why this is the transition, but uh, selfie slash thirst traps. <laughs> oh my god, yo, this man. What, what was he ordering no. a burger in bed, just like topless? <laughs> like this, this man was topless he was in a lot of these. Here's, here's the thing about search, man. Like he's yeah. a good looking guy, and he knows it. hundred percent, bro. You know, he and he is proud of it, and he should be. Mm. Um, you know, he works hard. And he plays hard, man. You know, that's Serge Ibaka. So, yeah, man, this guy was laying thirst traps and he was not being subtle about it at all, you know? Yeah, no, this man was Mr. Avec ass. <laughs> oh, come on, man. He was definitely Avec ass during his time in Toronto. No, but no, <laughs> no the, the selfies were, were were just, I don't know. It was just pretty funny, man. That's all. This man, this man, no man's, no basketball player stuck out the tongue more than since Michael Jordan, man. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, but listen it, uh, again. If you looked like Serge, you would 100 percent be on the same wave. No, shout to Serge, man. I mean, yep. I know there's pandemic going on right now, and I don't know how many years um, he's going to be with the Clippers. But LA is a great spot for him for a lot of the stuff that he wants to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. It's just unfortunate you got to deal with the Clippers. Um, what else? Uh, all the th- contributions he made over that finals run. So I'm going to obviously the pull up three over Ben Simmons already talked about that one's very special. It deserves his own thing. But, um, you know, the fact that he had that game six blocks in the NBA finals in that one game, I believe game four or game, no game three on the road. Raptors obviously had uh, I wouldn't say they choked away game two, but game two was there for that taking. And they just they kind of had a terrible game uh, third quarter. They should have won. They should have been up 2-0. But game three, that was a big game. And, of course, Clay didn't play, but the Raptors still needed to go into Golden State and win. And Serge had six blocks off the bench. That was great. Um, the 26-3 to run over the, the Bucks. Serge was on the floor for a ton of that. Guarded Giannis for a ton of that. Did some scoring as well. Definitely outscored Giannis because, again, the Bucks only had three points. Um, you know, he was huge for that part of the game. And, honestly, Serge can – the thing with Serge is he wasn't consistent – but sometimes when you needed him most, he would hit this extra gear. And all of a sudden it was amazing. Like, you know, you saw some flashes of it too. Like there was the games against LA where he shot like 15 of 17 from the no, 14 of 17 from the floor. And he hit his first like 13 shots. He was 13 for 13. Um, you know, there was just these games where he would go into these like next modes, but it, throughout the playoffs uh, in that title run, he, he came up with a lot of those moments and even small things like when Nick nurse figured out, you know what, against the Sixers, we got to really bulk up. We got to go to the two center lineup and for Serge and Mark to just immediately be able to roll with that and work with that and win with that formula. Uh, fantastic. So honestly, all the stuff that Serge did on the finals run um, and my, my, my lasting memory of Serge will just be seeing him catch the ball after Steph hur- uh, hurled it down the floor. Uh, and, and it's, I mean, the, the ball didn't, touched the rim and Kyle ended up catching the ball and holding it under his arm and running. But I remember sitting there in, in the arena and looking at Serge and he was just like a little kid, just like he jumped onto the rim on the Raptors side. And he like, just like, you know, hung onto the rim. And it was just such a joyous moment. I thought to see Serge, who's obviously like this full grown man, just, you know, uh, have all this like childlike giddiness 
to to finally win the title was uh was fantastic man i mean again i can't say it enough man serge is a raptor legend and a lot of that is not just because he was like a great dude and great content it was like he was a legitimately great player for a lot of the times when the raptors needed him to be great so yeah and you know you talk about that giddiness too that was on the championship podium too when they were grabbing the larry o'brien trophy mm-hmm. and you yep. could see serge kind of rubbing his hands like that Birdman oh, man. meme and he was just so excited and again it just mm-hmm. goes back to his journey and you listed all of those moments where he came up big in the playoffs and i think overall too it was just after mark came over in the trade surge accepting that bench role not just during the championship season but this past season as well you know obviously he was in the starting lineup a lot because of mark's injuries but i think for him too knowing that he was hitting the free agent market um and knowing all of those circumstances for him to accept that role wasn't a small thing either right Mm -hmm. yeah and you know for him not to just accept the role but like excel in that role as well Mm -hmm. because sometimes you'll see a lot of these guys shifting around roles like i think we saw with norm maybe the first couple of years that he was in the league he struggled Um, you know he struggled right into the starting lineup out of the starting lineup trying to figure it out and surge always came up big and like you said in that philly series when they had to go to the big lineups when they could only play seven guys what he did in the game seven like yeah, man, I, I know we're doing a lot about Serge's content because that content is honestly gold. Mm-hmm. And and again, to the content too, man, like a lot of athletes make content now today. Yeah. And a lot of it is not good. A lot of it sucks. A lot of it is just not good. And like people will hype it up online and all that stuff because that's just what they do. But like Serge did good content. And so I don't know, man. Just man, this one, this one's making me sad, man. I think mm-hmm. the Kawhi one, I was just more mad. Like, yo, why didn't you just come back, win this championship? Bro, no, 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 hold on, hold on. All of this is on Kawhi. If Kawhi just <laughs> stayed, if Kawhi just stayed, he would have a been in the states for the majority of this time, chilling yeah. at home because there's COVID, and then yeah. playing in Florida. There's no snow. All right, it was yeah. also in the middle of the summertime. The Raptors would have won the championship again. Yep. Honestly, we would be talking slandered in this way, bro. We would be talking about a three P right now, like legit. And you don't think Serge is going to resign on the the veterans, uh, the MLE right now? If well, first of all, the Raptors would be going over the tax for anything if Kawhi was here. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. They were going to probably go over the tax for Danny. Maybe not, but maybe Uh, (laughs) Maybe not a best example. But you know, (laughs) you know, Danny, listen, we appreciate you, but we did not do this. We did not do thirty things for Danny Green. Meanwhile, Dan, he did like 300 things for Yahoo. Well, listen, everyone got paid in that situation. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, though, we're just going to really miss Surge, man. I mean, honestly, this list can go on and on and on. I'm sure we're forgetting many uh, key moments. Are, are there any moments that. Yeah, I want to call one more you? out. I want to call. Actually, I want to call two more out. If All right, go for okay. it. Go for it. So, number one, the one we missed so far was the boss man quote that he gave. You know, oh, yes. When during free agency, uh, before Kawhi made his decision, he told mm-hmm. Masai, you know, boss man, boss man, we're going to win two more. Is that what he said, right? Yeah. And Masai was like, why are you calling me Jay Crowder? <laughs> boss man 99. <laughs> Yo, that's when Jay Crowder guards Matt Thomas. Um, so, so, <laughs> Yo, come on, man. <laughs> yeah so that was great and you know just just like what we just said uh Serge was a prophet because they really would have won two more yes uh i i can't do this right now i can't do this hypothetical stuff it's it's actually making me really upset Bro, Kawhi, you should have just stayed I, I swear to god all this happened because of you now the clippers are in a mess now people are slandering your name you could have been the goat in toronto just if you just stayed bro also, Kawhi really met with the Lakers and the Raptors and the Clippers, and he picked the only team that wasn't going to win the title that year. Oh, Congrats, man. man. Congrats, Kawhi. Like, why, Imagine why? if he stayed and then beat LeBron in the finals. The Kawhi best player in the world chatter yeah. would still be happening right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, yeah, this is anyway. about Surge. This is about Surge. Yeah, uh, the, the other one uh, that I wanted to bring up, and this is, I guess, specific to me and you is uh, me and you, uh, I think, taking turns interviewing him at his condo in like a seven <laughs> day span. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Tell the story, man. What's and I, I believe uh, you can confirm this. He was a little confused 
when you showed up because he was like, "Why are you here again? <laughs> Weren't you just here like last Thursday? <laughs> Why well, are we doing the same interview again?" <laughs> well, yeah. So the funny thing was, the first time you did it, it was you did it, and you went with Keyshawn to yes. Serge's condo. That's right. Then the second time, I went with Ahmed as the cameraman. So he's he's probably real confused. Like, how do you have this this a brown guy, yo, a Chinese got, guy? Yo, yo, he probably got like, LASIK surgery the next day. He's like, I'm seeing quadruple. He's like, yo, what? <laughs> oh, this is real deja vu, man. <laughs> and it was both for Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, which uh, shout out Serge. I mean, if you want to scroll back like a hundred plus episodes, you could find an interview with me talking to Serge. Where I end the interview <sighs> abruptly, and he says, "Oh, we're done." And then he looks dead into the camera and says, uh, "I'm Mr. 100% Pure, Mr. Vet Class." Uh, you know the whole the whole spiel. Um, it was lovely. It was lovely. And honestly, you know, it was uh, it was cool to be in Serge's house. I don't know. It was a, he had yeah, a lot no, of he had like, a lot of bottles of flow water, or what's what's that ion neutral water or whatever it is in the box. Actually, another moment. Before we wrap up, too, is when they were down 2 0 to the Bucks, and famously, everyone in the locker room told the story of Serge telling yes. them the experience of coming back from 2 0 uh, in OKC against Kawhi and Danny Green when they were in San Antonio. <laughs> like, Kawhi probably had to just sit through like nine like Manchester Giants stories from Nick Nurse that day, and then Serge comes in and plays clips of them coming back from 2 0. Yeah, you, you can't tell me that uh, Kawhi was not Nick Nurse's copy editor for his book. <laughs> Kawhi's like, I heard Yo, all now, these stories, bro. Now you got Chris Finch coming in telling like 40% of the same stories. It's going to be wild. <laughs> oh, man. He's, Kawhi's like, yeah, yeah, we get it, man. You, you, you know, you, you were going to retire and you want to become an accountant, but then you said that, that that's a trash option. Um yeah. Oh. No, that's a that's a great call out, man. It's a great call out. And and yeah, most people don't know about when you when you and I both interviewed Serge back to back. But honestly though, Serge a great person to interview, man. He always comes up with great stories, great content, give you his energy at all times. Uh gave you the best of him and honestly, you know, I think obviously some people are going to be salty the fact that he left. And maybe he left for he probably left for less money and stuff like that, but um he'd owes the Raptors nothing, man. Like he really doesn't. Like he's he's done so much for this franchise he's what the second greatest power forward we've ever had obviously chris bosh is number one why well, I, I guess i guess pascal's two yeah okay so third yeah best and power you don't forward? i mean technically you don't have to put pascal in the discussion since he's like still playing like we can just do former players well you know what though hold on he so he did most of his best work at center let's be real and That's in terms fair. of best centers for the raptors i mean it's not I mean, a long list. Where are we going? Marcus Camby, rookie of the year, Marcus Camby, uh, Yogi Stewart. Yeah, I don't know who that is, man. I could have sworn that was a <laughs> that was a Blue Jay uh, backstop. Who, who, yo, who calls a catcher 90s. backstop? Man. You, yo, you've just confirmed you've watched. You've really only watched one Jays game. No, I've, I've and, and it was games, definitely bro. Jesse Litch starting because you keep referring to Jesse Litch every time. That man, that man was so pink. Um, <laughs> and they just kept saying that he used to be a ball boy and i was like is how's that positive like i don't want to hear about the guy we're supposed to be representing no like always i being know a ball boy man and, like imagine you're like oh yeah kyle used to be a ball boy i'm like yo that's making me feel cool it's not I no that's the new that's this. the new uh that's the new pascal uh you know was studying to be a priest Jeez. um like we need to let that go but no but people forget i can't believe i'm doing it people forget but it's not been that that long ago but getting surge when they traded for Serge to solidify that power forward spot, that was like years in the making. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was years in the making. Who did they rotate in, man? We had Jaron Solinger, uh, Jaron Solinger on his like scooter because yep, yep, he was yep. hurt. Oh, bro. I was so <laughs> excited about Jaron Solinger, which honestly, right now, I could go for some Jared Solinger, man. We got, we got <laughs> oh, some real on, dire man. needs. At come center, on, bro. man. If I see you put out a Jaron Solinger tweet for a thousand likes i'm gonna be no, so upset he had a 20 point 25 rebound game against the raps oh my god um you know luis scola who mm-hmm. was who was good here but he was also I mean, our starting on, power forward in the eastern conference finals yep patrick patterson patrick patterson small ball was... four damari carroll yep damari carroll like 
it was a black hole and getting surge really solidified that spot. And obviously, like you said, he ended up playing the four and the five, but mm. yeah, I don't know, man. And, and, I'm, and I I'm think surge surge really rebuilt his value here too. You know, it wasn't like oh, he yeah. was like washed up when he came here, but I, I think the shine was off a little bit from uh, when he first came into the league. Well, I mean, look, first off, people were making those racist uh, age jokes about surge. Yep. And they were like, Oh look, he's declining. And that's why, you know, He's he's secretly thirty, and just those jokes didn't you know, like those jokes just stopped happening because you know he just got into a better situation in Toronto, um, where he was able to showcase more of his skill set and transition his game and adapt. And again, like you got to really respect the man for that because he played power forward his whole career, and then the rap Nick Nurse comes and he's like, "Yo, you're gonna be center and you're gonna be backup center sometimes because JV might be better in the matchup." And then afterwards, Marcus is gonna be starting basically. And as you mentioned, he just took that on and he, he was happy with it. And honestly, he was mad productive. I mean, look at this past year. He, when he was started for the Raptors, he averaged eight, like 18 and 10. So um, seriously, man, all credit to Serge. He's such a hard worker, consummate professional, like absolute consummate professional. The guys in the locker room loved him. Um, it was impossible not to love him. He's got such a magnetic personality. And um, yeah, now he's going to be with the Clippers, man. This is uh, this sucks, bro. No, it sucks. No, there's yeah. no way around it. it and sucks, yo, you know? and again, I must remind you because I last time I had you on, I read out some of these free agent lists. Um, so the free agent centers out there. This is what I'm looking at. Just the 2020 Sport Track uh, NBA free agent center. Mason Plumlee's gone. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I didn't want Mason Plumlee. Tristan Thompson to the Celtics. That's actually low key a pretty good addition for the Celtics. Would not have minded Tristan here in Toronto. Myers Leonard. You know, whatever. Drew Eubanks. Okay. Uh, Nerlens Noel's gone. Jaleel Okafor's gone. Dwight Howard's gone. Robin Lopez is gone. Uh, Hassan Whiteside's still out there. Marcus Saul's still out there. Bismack Biombo's still out there. Yamahimni, Aaron Baines, Alex Len. I just saw someone mention Hassan Whiteside, man. It's tough right now. For what? My goodness. <laughs> My Nick, goodness. Nick would wave him three days into camp. Nick, oh my goodness, man. Nick would ask him where the United Kingdom is on a map and <laughs> on, immediately take him off the team. Oh. Uh, who else, man? Uh, Thon Maker, uh, Tyson Chandler, Willie Cauley Stein, Kyle O'Quinn, aka Kyle's uh, golf slash workout buddy, uh, Willie Honestly, Hernan at Gomez. This point, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Kyle O'Quinn just for the vibes, but Bro, it's I, I get on, your point. Man. It's looking tough. It's looking real just tough. move Pascal, move Pascal to the five, OG to the four, uh, put Matt Thomas into the starting lineup, uh, Fred and Kyle in the backcourt, um, and let's do it. No, I, my proposal is already you you stack Kyle Lowry <laughs> yeah. and Fred Van Bleet on top of each other. No, no, no that's Malcolm Miller standing on Jalen Harris, uh, standing on Malachi. <laughs> oh Flynn. my goodness. <laughs> And uh, is Jeremy Lin available if they want to go seven six <laughs> the center spot? Listen, Yao Ming, man. Listen, you know you've done all you need to do for the Sharks, man. Just come back and uh, <laughs> help Yo, the Yao Raptors. Ming coming to the Raps would have been in his prime. That would have oh, been insane. My goodness, are you kidding me? No, Yao, first of all, Yao Ming was a baller. All right, so Yo, just on that the CCYAA alone. sponsorship patch. Goodness, uh, yeah, damn. No, but we would have had protests, though. We would have protests because, you know, you, okay, you know, you know right, me, right, me and right, Yao right, politically right, are the same, right. you know, so. All right, my internet connection's getting a little choppier. Yeah, Might yeah. be time to go. Your, your VPN from, from Hong Kong's giving out? All right, so. Um, <laughs> so, listen, man, Serge, we're going to miss you, buddy. We really appreciated you having here. Um, you know, uh, honestly, on the media side, you could not ask for a better person to work with. Um, you know, yeah, he worked, operated on superstar time, but he was legitimately a superstar Gave you great content uh, on the court. Really fantastic player. Obviously started a little bit slow with the raps, but, you know, really delivered. Came through in huge moments. Became a beloved player. Um, and, yeah, we're just going to really miss you, man. So, listen, uh, I would wish you best of luck in the Clippers, but I really don't want to root for the Clippers. So, I would just say to you and Kawhi only, the best of luck, but I hope the rest of the team lets you down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I've I've said it, man. We're gonna no no jokes for Surge, you know, because no jokes, you know, man, no jokes. We don't we don't slander people from the championship team because that team is just immortalized. Well, Kawhi a little bit, but 
Yeah. I'm going to exclude Surge from any other jokes when the Clippers lose to the Phoenix Suns in the second round. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, by the way, uh, I don't know how good Surge will be without an effective point guard next to him. But, you know, whatever. That doesn't really matter. All right. The Clippers. Oh, Reggie Jackson's not still on the roster? What's going on? Um. Wow. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, there you go. So, Reggie. <laughs> no, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough when he's running the pick and pop with Patrick Beverly. That's that's all. But look, listen, Serge, I hope you get your what you're looking for out there. And yeah, 2021, the Raptors have a lot of cap room. Listen, Serge, you're free agent that year. Kawhi, you're free agent that year. You're all welcome to come back, man, because grass is not always greener. So, no, there you go. I think that's a I think that's a perfect way to end it. Yeah, there you go. So, Alex, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, this is mad late and, you know, I, I interrupted you to, uh, to do this pod. So I appreciate you and your, your consummate professionalism and yeah, listen, watch, watch out for running back season two, man. Listen, we're yeah, not refresh, really running start back. refreshing that, start refreshing that YouTube page or, mm. you know, subscribe, however you do, you know, yep. we're going to be back season two, you know, I'm already plotting the outline for episode one for for will and i you know it's gonna be i think it'll be exciting man i think you know let's see let's see what the raptors can do between now and then when we catch up and you know if you listen to the end of to up to this point in the podcast most of episode one will probably be this but <laughs> yo you know, don't just, give it away <laughs> no, on, no we're not doing we're not doing an hour on surge okay like shouts to surge but you know we'll yeah, be yeah. covering other stuff i'm sure we'll break down all oh. the ways the, the milwaukee bucks messed up their salary cap situation and all of that. No, you you sure we don't want to spend five minutes on the Raptors signing Yamahimni or some other oh, random man. scrub? Yo, this is up there with the day Kawhi signed with the Clippers and then the Raptors oh. announced they've signed Stanley Johnson. <laughs> oh yo. Uh, but listen, both of them will, both of them are tied for the number of game winners against the Sixers. So all I'm saying is if Stanley Johnson was on the Clippers, he might be their starting point guard, man. <laughs> Yo, don't give them any ideas, man. You know, you know, you know, you know. Frank Lawrence looks at us like we're a, we're a no for us, bro. This man coming here and just taking whatever he wants. <laughs> Yo, I swear, I don't even want to put this out there, but I swear, if Kyle goes to the Clippers. Yo, uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> all oh. right, let's just wrap it up. Let's wrap it, cut it, up, it man. Cut it, cut it. Malachi Flynn, the god. All right. <laughs> so now, um, yeah, the Raptors lose Serge. Uh, I'll try to figure out something in terms of who they can replace him with. But realistically, I just wanted to take this base to appreciate Serge because literally he's been such a great piece for the Raptors. So thanks for listening. Thanks, Alex, for coming on the pod. And uh, yeah, this sucks. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.